get ready, cause coming up, it's the hottest showcase ever. It's the KYBN Indie Showcase on KYBN Radio. Studio One, World Advantage Network, the station heard around the world, 24 hours, seven days a week. Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. The coronavirus pandemic that popped up globally in 2019 and 2020 caught plenty of folks by surprise. And it didn't take long for the world to learn that celebrities aren't immune to the virus, also known as COVID-19. Here are some of the high-profile actors and athletes who have tested positive. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, British actor Idris Elba. Now's the time to really think about social distancing, washing your hands. Ellis Marcellus Jr., father of Brantford and Wynton Marcellus. Singer Pink, John Taylor, the bassist from Duran Duran. ABC anchor of Good Morning America, George Stephanopoulos. Hi everyone, George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. Comedian D.L. Hughley. That's a little note from the GED section. We got the Jazz Report coming up in 15 minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley show. Kenneth Edmonds, Babyface, two-time NBA championship winner, Kevin Durant. Head coach of the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton. After 42 years... Sean Payton helped bring the Lombardi Trophy to New Orleans for the first time. It takes all of us to slow the spread of the coronavirus, so stay home unless absolutely necessary. KYBNRadio.com, PushGapRadios.com, and the CDC. Together, we can help stop the spread. For more information, log on to Coronavirus.gov. Here it is, all your favorite indie jams, sub-soul, neo-soul, and everything in between. It's the KYBN Indie Showcase, all happening now. 30 Hertz Straight Up. Today we have LJ Mind, 6'2 and Chocolate, and he can sing.
I got a treat for you. We have LJ Mines. He's 6'2 and chocolate. Now, doesn't that sound tasty? Good morning. How are you? I'm outstanding, Bree. How are you doing? I am doing fabutabulous. That is my word for today. Fabutabulous. So, outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> it can be only good. So now, how often does a girl get a chance to talk to 6'2 and chocolate? Oh, my gosh. I tell you, let me let the listeners know you are in the Seattle area, correct? That is correct. And you are an R&B singer, correct? That is correct. All right. So we got this all going. I want to ask you what first got you into music. Well, my mother was a professional singer. When I was five years old, I would see her all the ways perform at festivals and different shows and she recorded a few songs and heard her play on the actually played on the radio I actually did background for her when I was like 14 years old she had a song called uh, Time Will Tell so me and myself and my father and them, we all sung background for her and that inspired me to uh, pursue music especially as I got older so yeah, that's where it started from Wow. Okay. So now coming up did you do talent shows? Did you do um stage shows of any kind or, um, you know, to, as you were producing your, your craft? Well, in high school, we would do, like, performing arts shows and so forth. Um, I was also an, a pretty good athlete, so I had more focused outside of school. It was more like sports. So I was doing basketball, football, and baseball, and uh, playing college sports. And then I, you know, went to, like, mini camp with, uh, with the Seahawks or a three-day mini camp. And then I 
played in what they call the Arena Football League and overseas. And then I did minor league baseball. So I was actually doing that for a while. My father was a businessman. So, you know, I got into, he was a general contractor. He had multi-million dollar contracts for a black guy. He kind of won multiple awards. And so I was kind of also pushed into the business side of things. That made me kind of focus on both. I was kind of like, well, do I do sports? Do I do uh, music? Uh, do I do working with dad? I went to college and got a legal studies degree. Do I go to law school? So I had different things. And they had different times where I was focusing on. Now I'm focusing on the music side of things. Wow. So now the listeners, they know you're smart, you sing, you're chocolate. I like adding mm-hmm. that part in there. Um, <laughs> and successful, I like that. I like that. Uh, good positive feed, good positive vibe. You got music from your mom, so I'm doing like a little mini recap. So tell me, what is your creative process like when you're doing your music, and what's your genre of music? Well, it's definitely R&B. Uh, my process is unique. Uh, sometimes it'll hit you. A song will come from, it's been a minute. I used to, back in the day when I would write, I would get in a motivational mindset. I would listen to Stevie Wonder. And for some reason, I would go in my little like, man cave area, hear some Stevie Wonder songs, and then come up with some melodies and start writing. But over the last few years, it's inspiration to come from. You could, I could be dreaming and hearing a melody in, in my head, and I'll get up and I'll t- turn on my phone and record the melody and start creating from that. Or if I hear words, or I could literally just be going into the old school, and I went into the shower and start singing a song and then come out the shower, record it, and start writing from there. And I will start the building process. A lot of times I create my own beats just by beatboxing in the phone. So I'll create a beatbox. And then when we go to the, the studio, we will try to mimic that sound and create that sound from that and arrange it from that way. Wow, wow. Um, with your music and your creative process, do you use real life or do you use imagination? That's a good question. That's a combination. The, the current song that I'm going to be having out, and I'll actually be shooting a video for that February 12th, is called uh, I Made Her Cry. And that song is based on a, uh, a true story. It was a really difficult song to, to really actually produce and write because instead of creating out of the top of your head or off of stories, I decided to take my own life experiences to put into the song to bring the passion out on it. And, and yeah, that was a, and it was more like a confession song, I guess you can say. Just talking about the process of when you're going through a relationship and you make a cry. Some people are going to be thinking, oh, it's based and predicated on cheating or something like that. When really it wasn't. It, it's based on whatever issue you could possibly have in a relationship where your significant other, she's upset and she's hurt and you see her crying. You see the pain that you cause in that and you're trying to say, you know what, you know, I need to... Uh, try to fly right and do better because I don't like to see that feeling and it hits that person's soul and it affects you as well. So the next song that you'll be seeing, the song we just put out, I think earlier this, maybe four or five days ago, is uh, on SoundCloud, I Made You Cry. And then the video will be shot, uh, like I said, February the 12th, and it should be released probably on YouTube and Vivo and all that by the end of the month. That sounds Interesting, and I got a, a chance to listen to that, and um, pretty good, pretty good. What is some of the worst advice you've ever been given? When it comes to music, 
Um, you get critiqued quite a bit, you know. Um, I've heard, I mean, you heard the gamut. You know, there's all kind of critics, and everybody's a critic. Some people love your stuff. Some people tell you that they didn't like your production, they didn't like your vocals, or they did love, or they love your vocals, or the, the sound was good. On your, and you're like, what are you talking about? I got, and, and you, you, you go through the whole gamut. You understand that it comes with the process, and, and you don't really get too high or get too low. I can't afford to take everything that, oh, you're so great because they don't want to hear all that, and you're just so bad, you don't hear that. You try to stay even key and even balanced. So I try to have a certain baseline focus and just try to make the best tracks that I can and then be creative. Most of my tracks, none of them sound the same. None of the production sounds the same. Everything is different. It's based on what my creative process is, and I want it to be different. Like I said, I got some of that old-school feel of in the 70s where artists was always trying to be creative and then trying to find that, that, that point, what would make it hot or whatever they're feeling, you know, and it all depends on what I'm feeling. You know, I think um, you heard some of the songs and there's the She Said song and I Like, I Like and Cuddling. It all depends on what mood that you're in and where you're trying to, what you're trying to develop and express to the fans. So I, I'm all over the place, but whatever hits me, that's what I'll focus on and I'll write. And for the criticism element, of that i've heard everything you you can imagine when you're an artist people don't like you everybody don't like your stuff there's people that are going to love it and people are not going to like it and they're going to tell you, you need to work on your sound wasn't that great you're and you're like man my sound wow my producers we threw down on that that sound like something back in 1981 <laughs> well a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my trying to make it a little mainstream but yeah there's not more a little throwback or retro so yeah wow but we are going to go to a brief break and then we are going to come back with more of LJ Mines. you're listening to KYBN Studio One World Advantage Network With that devilish grin And luring eyes To invite you in Can I come in? Okay Prices, Rachel, let you pay You can have it your way Never unload your stay Hayden's high stilettos looking fierce And that's so round Have you pouring tears
that the gatekeepers need to actually give more indie and, and artists who are not signed to major record labels an opportunity to be heard and, and get their music on rotation more. Right now, it's basically, like I said, the, the big corporations and record labels pushing their artists. Sometimes the music is not that really that good, but they still get a chance to get the spins when there's a lot of creative and talent in indie artists that is exceptional and an amazing work and tracks that are out there. And if they, instead of just like, okay, if you sign up through a CD baby and then they, you're automatically on iHeart, iHeart obligation is to give any a chance, but they'll put you just on the internet radio and maybe play you once every six months. <laughs> if you come from Sony or Interscope and you're one of those artists, they'll put you on rotation, even if the song is not that good for at least a month or two before they determine that it is really not bringing that type of traffic that they need, especially on the radio. Yeah, so that's one of the biggest issues that I probably might have with currently, it's with the industry, is that they need to try to give more independent artists a little bit of fair shake. Right, right. Okay, so now that we're talking Internet, do you feel that the Internet has made it too easy for Anybody to become a music artist, whether they're auto-tuning or they're doing it live, do you feel like it's, it's not hard work for people anymore because anyone can be an Internet star? Well, it's definitely more of an opportunity to be an Internet star. But even with that, you know, some things go viral that don't make sense, and sometimes things go viral because they're good. And like the, the old adage, as they say, the cream rises to the top. So if you are talented and you put in the work and you be at the right place at the right time, you have an opportunity to rise to the top. There are way more opportunities based on the Internet to be popular 
you don't even have to say thing now. You could just get content put on for being funny or doing crazy things and go viral. And people who are really dedicated to their craft and putting in work will say, man, I only got, you know, on YouTube, I only got 5,000 views if I'm lucky and someone will put something goofy on it with no talent and they got 3 million views. So, of course, this is an opportunity and the space is more available for anyone to be a, a celebrity, even if it's for 15 minutes. But at the same time, it gives you the same opportunity if you are someone that's putting in the work and trying to make creative art form to actually have a chance to get your attention and get your due as well. If um, you had an intern and you had to tell that intern how to get to even where you are right now, what would be your two main focal points? There's two levels to that. So the first level is one, if you were trying to get to that point, make sure that you're creating a great product. And even when you think the product is good, polish it again to make it even better. There's nothing as good as actually keep evolving your craft and your overall talent. And whatever you're trying to make musically creative, you need to make sure that you're constantly improving. Because what you think might be good might only be good to your mother and father and your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and it might not right. be to a wider audience. So you must constantly keep evolving and get and get opinion. Uh, criticism is not a bad thing, especially constructive criticism is not a bad thing. You need that. You need to hear sometimes the things that you don't want to hear so you can turn around and say, how can I evolve and make this better? Secondly, if you want to get to right, you need to make sure you got some type of capital. So which either way it goes with capital, that is, that's coming from you working and saving uh, for the next six months to be able to, to, to go to the production company and produce it, if it's to do the marketing, you need to have that capital. And that is really important because there's no way that you're going to be able to get out the way you want to unless you hit the lottery in a viral situation without actually spending any money. You will have to invest in yourself. And if you truly believe in yourself, you will invest in yourself, no matter what the cost it may be. Excellent. That's excellent. Who would be an artist that you would love to open for? Mm. Well, again, I definitely, I think I mentioned it earlier, and like, he's one of my favorites, uh, Stevie Wonder, obviously. A lot of the artists that uh, I listen to, like now, I mean, most of them have passed. It would be like Teddy Pendergrass and Marvin Gaye, uh, those type. But open up for now or that I listen to if I want to get in a certain kind of mood. I like guys like Howard Hewitt, um, uh, Jeffrey Osborne, those guys from, from the old school, from pure R&B standpoint. Locally, late, you know, the guys like Tank, I like Tank, uh, Joe, guys like that, that are, uh, that I, I vibe with their type of music. So I wouldn't mind doing something or collaboration, open up with them on a show or any type of collaboration. Life Jennings, another guy. I like his, I like the way he, uh, he, he sounds and his, his raspy voice. So yeah, that would work. And then old school, then if it's female, then I would talk to my Stephanie Mills. She's like one of my favorite of all time is Stephanie Mills. So That's I definitely good. wouldn't mind opening up for her. That's good. Which one would you want to collaborate with? I definitely wouldn't. I mean, like I said, I think life's Jennings. You know, I, I, I sometimes I write songs from Jaheen. You know, I actually write songs in my, uh, where I write a song in mind for that artist to perform it. Particularly, wrote a song for Jaheen to sing. I would just do the background, but I wrote a song that I was like he his voice would fit this song. So I wrote that that particular song for that voice. Or this collaboration would work good with Life Jennings because I think we could play off some things and different sounds. And so a lot of times, you know. Um, and then just like for like, and I guess as for, uh, I was thinking like for duets, there's certain individuals you might work with that uh, they might fit certain songs that you might want 
because their range that they have in their vocals will fit good for what you're trying to do. Yeah, you know, um, Keisha Cole's or uh, even Amaya for a soft sound, you know. Uh, so there's different people that I would work with. Well, we are going to take a brief break, and we're going to come back with more of LJ Mind 6-2 and Chocolate. Listen, we'll be right KYBN Indie Showcase. Bromley Network Radio, Channel 1. He's from Seattle. He's 6'2. He's chocolate. He sings RB. I hope you're enjoying LJ Mine. Disappear 
Advantage Network, KYBN, the radio station you come to love and trust. And welcome back to today's Indie Spotlight. We have LJ Mines 6-2 and Chocolate with us. And he has told us about his beginnings. He's told us he came from a musical family. He has also told us some of his thoughts in regards to music. Now, I'd like to ask you, for your contact information, if listeners wanted to contact you or if they wanted to hear your music, where would they go to hear your music that we're about to talk about? So they can go, most of the music is on Spotify um, and SoundCloud, um, so they can go there. They can, uh, the new song that I was telling you about, I Made You Cry, is now on SoundCloud. It'll be on Spotify probably in two weeks. I could be reached at autumnstreetrecords.gmail.com uh, if they wanted to reach out to me and, and anybody wanted to reach out to me for just getting information or, or different projects that they might want to be interested in doing. Me. If fans want to reach out to me, they can there, as well as they, my Facebook page, LJ, uh, LJ Mines, um, my Instagram, which you could look LJ Mines. And as well as uh, Twitter, they're all under LJ Mine. So um, yeah, that's the way they can contact me. And 
I look forward to hearing from anybody if they have anything they want to discuss or ideas they want to shoot or even if they want to just ask me some questions about the industry or what's going on and my creative process of way of thinking. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all game. Awesome. That is simply awesome. So now we got some contact information. I would like for you to tell me of your songs that you have out right now, which one is your favorite? Why and what inspired you to record it? Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know if they could pick a favorite, but the songs are, I have like four songs, well, three that are out, and if you talk, I made you cry. I'll start with uh, I Like, I Like is a song that was just predicated of a feel good song. It's just discussing. You know, that feeling that you get, those butterflies that you get when you're with somebody and how they make you feel and how you want to spend time with them. I think it's a really good melody and has an old school feel to it. She Says, which is I got a video out. If you go to YouTube and type in uh, LJ Mine and look under She Says, you can see the video. It's a seven-minute long video. It's, uh, that song's predicated about basically what your woman wants at night, what she desires, and you giving her what she says. So she tells you what she wants and your job as a man is to oblige her and uh, make that happen. And that's a song that I enjoyed. And we shot a video for that, and uh, we felt that it's pretty good. And uh, so we got a song called Cuddling. That's all about cuddling. And that's, again, it's another feel-good song. It's about when you're just alone, uh, chilling at the house with your girl, um, and, you know, you pillow fighting and laying on there watching Netflix and chill or whatever it is that you do, you know. And that was a song This is education on feeling good again and then like i said the song that we just got i made you cry which is a it's based on a true story song you know it's a song that's a very deep very passionate song um so all my songs are different when you listen to all four of them they all got a different feel they all got a different vibe i can't pick just one because but those four songs are the one that are out there right now i mean we got other songs but those are the four songs that are standing out to me uh, that i actually like wow okay so uh, we have those type things going on with your songs. I want to ask you this question. R&B, is it making a comeback? I like <laughs> what you do because you got to think about it. For There was a, a period of time there, the R&B versions of songs were not really good, and R&B is like a staple, and we can't afford to lose it. So what made you go into the genre of R&B as opposed to doing hip-hop or rap. Obviously, you are an R&B singer, but you know how they said, uh, I'm bringing sexy back. Are you bringing R&B back? So honestly, and this is, a, this is an honest evaluation, I, I actually think I am. And the main reason why I said that I'm bridging mainstream, a lot of the... So here's the thing. A lot of the rappers to today are, are very popular using R&B production. A lot of their songs that you're hearing are got a lot of melodies and a lot of production that is based on R&B. And you've got these, you know, you got these young cats singing to these songs, and they're and they're successful. For pure R&B artists, guys, you have to actually have a really good production team. And and when you're dealing with major record companies, they're going to give those tracks to their to their artists. And if these artists are rappers, they're going to get a chance to get those songs first before they give it to an R&B guy because they don't feel like they have enough audience or, or listeners to purchase those now for someone like me that's independent i actually have a really good producer and i create a lot of those production myself with them so i can try to infuse the mainstream sound with the old school sound and then with myself just the way i am and and and, and bringing that rb making it fun 
you know, I make songs kind of fun. I make them deep. And then, you know, you know I'm 6'2", and I'm chocolate, so that kind of helps, too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, not really. Not really. <laughs> but so I, I, Yeah, I, go ahead and go with it. Go with it. <laughs> and so, so, I, so I feel like um, you have to have your own original style. And at the end of the day, I have my own original style. I don't sound like nobody. I don't try to mimic nobody. And at the same time, I feel like that's what makes you stand out. you got to basically have your own style that's different and not, co- you know, copy. And it is real. R&B is having a, some, is still having some, some uh, a tough time. It's having a tough time. You know, it's been a minute, maybe five. I think the best song I've heard uh, in a long time from an R&B artist that did well was When We by Tank. That was a really, really good song, a really good track. And it actually crossed, you know, it got kind of mainstream and got on the Billboard's charts a little bit, and but it, and it sold well. But, you know, he infused that R&B sound with, with a, a, a more current-sounding mainstream and then with good lyrics and vocals that he had, it kind of popped. So you have to be able to try to create that yourself, especially if you are an R&B artist. That production is a big deal. You know, getting a really good producer and a production team is a big deal to, to give you a chance to, uh, to get uh, put out there. And if the record label doesn't want to invest in you, you're better off being independent and shoot a ton of videos and put a ton of, a ton of content out there. And something might pop and go viral and do really well, and then we had to bring R&B back to it itself, and then people can get back into the genre. Okay. Well, I like that. I like that. We're going to go to a brief break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to wrap up today's session with LJ Mines, 6-2 and Chocolate, because I do think this is going to require a second visit. (laughs) (laughs) We will be right back.
updates, remodeling, or giving your home a whole new look, DreamMaker Bath & Kitchen will help you design, plan, and create the home of your dreams. Now for a limited time only, DreamMaker is offering half-off special upgrades. Visit us at DreamMakerGR.com. That is DreamMakerGR.com. And welcome back to today's Indie Spotlight. Today we are speaking with LJ Mine 62 and Chocolate educated, smart, he can sing, and he is handsome at that. So, not only is he tall, he's one of those what you call tall and handsome, and he can sing. So now, can you cook? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I absolutely can cook. I can cook, you know, barbecue delicious ribs. Tasty fried chicken. I can make a mean banana pudding. Uh, Uh Yeah, greens, cabbage, mashed potatoes, macaroni, and cheese. You know, I could throw down. I have you. I have you. I have you singing, singing in that high pitch voice. Oh, that food is so delicious. You'd be hitting that Patty Labelle note. So no, yeah, I can throw down. I can throw down. Oh, okay, okay. So now, listeners, you didn't heard that right. You better go to that page and check it out. What's the page again? We okay. What's, what's your Twitter? What's your Twitter? My Twitter account is again LJ Mind Six Two and Chocolate. All my accounts say the same, same thing. And uh, uh, my Facebook LJ Mind AKA Six Two and Chocolate is AKA Six Two and Chocolate. Is the same as my I my IG. And uh, you can go there and check it out and. and and follow me, you know, and if you follow me, I'll follow you, you know, keep you updated with all the things that are going on. Like I told you before, we, we, we got a lot of projects on the way. Uh, we have an animation video of I Like, I Like, which should be done probably by this week uh, for that song. That'll be an animation video that'll be put on YouTube as soon as it comes out and finished, and we'll finish that up. We got two songs on the, the slate. So right after we do it, I Made You Cry, we're going to have this song called I Can Do You, which is uh, a mid-tempo, really good dance track. I'm cuddling, we're going to do another animation video of that. So we got a lot of projects coming up and, and coming down, you know, and I would like for everyone to know and thank all the fans that I do have and all the people and fans that we're going to gain with my team and production team. And We try to make sure we get the best products out there and projects out there for you to enjoy. And like we discussed, we're trying to bring R&B back to the forefront where everybody can enjoy that, you know, that good, that good, feel good music. And I think you are well on your way to doing that. Now, this is the time where I give you an opportunity to give shout-outs to whoever you want to shout-out to and also tell the listeners just something about you. What do you want the listeners to know about you? What do you want your fans to know about you? Well, I definitely want to give a shout-out to the, to the creator. I want to give a shout-out to my parents, uh, Geraldine Duncan and my father, Leonard Sr. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to you, Bree, for having me on your show. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, you made me feel really comfortable, and I appreciate that. I want to give a shout-out to KYBN 98.1 FM because, you know, they're giving us this opportunity to express myself. Um, one thing that to know about me is that, like I said, as you could tell, I'm kind of like a, 
a laid back kind of guy, which most guys are, you know, on the stage. And I feel like that I'm a, I'm definitely a, a people person that enjoys the fans. I enjoy just people in general. You know, I like to try to make uh, people uh, motivated and, and inspired. And then through my music, if that happens, that's a great thing because that's what I do it for. And uh, basically, uh, and check out the next stuff that's coming down because I look forward to, to making that music for you. And I get inspired by those that love what I do. So keep inspiring me, and then I will keep on inspiring you back. I like that. That is pretty darn good. Yeah. So I'm back to this food part. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Who taught you how to cook? Oh, that was, well, that was a combination of my mom putting me in the kitchen early, and my dad can cook as well, and then just being around and doing different recipes and dishes and so forth. And and being that when you're young, before you get caught up, before you get you get in a relationship or anything, you need to learn how to cook, especially when you're young and a bachelor and you got your own place. Or you're going to be eating out and you're going to go broke. So you want to go grocery mm. shopping and make sure you can be mm. able to save on some money. So that's where that cooking comes from. You know, I'm a, when I get off of here, and you know, and I'm going to go and make me a uh, you know, probably uh, something. I know. I'm, I think I just put out some uh, some hamburger meat, and I ain't sure what I'm gonna turn it into, like a nice chili, or maybe I just make me a nice fat double burger. I ain't sure yet. Mmm, sounds like Sloppy Joe's to me. <laughs> well, I mean, that, you're a Sloppy Joe girl, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I had Sloppy Joe's yesterday, so yep. Yep, and I will right, eat them right. until they're gone. Yes, indeed. Well, there you go. Well, you know, starving children in Africa, so we don't leave no food uh, behind. Exactly, and you know it, and you know it. Right. So I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show today. We've learned a lot about you. We've learned a lot about your music. Uh, you told us about your upcoming projects. How has COVID affected your performance? Well, a lot of the places are, you know, especially in this state, you know, this is restricted. Uh, a lot of the uh, promoters and, and places are, are not actually letting the venues be available. I mean, some places you can perform in like little small spots and so forth, but because of my schedule and what I'm doing, you know, uh, I didn't have a lot of chances in time. Hopefully when, maybe when Amicron becomes hundred uh, percent and the herd immunity takes place and, the mandate is restricted and lit or lifted, I should say, then uh, there will be more opportunities to perform in different live shows. Uh, but right now there's a limited amount that is going on. So we'll, we'll come across that bridge when it takes its place. I'm looking forward to, like I said, getting back to an, our old uh, norm instead of the new normal that, they, uh, that we're currently going through. Right, right. And it seems as if for some reason Washington State gets everything first. It was just, we have the newest variant, and uh, it only takes one person to have it, and the whole state has it within 24 hours. So, yeah, I, I kind of, I can understand that completely. When when you're performing, what what do you do to get your audience to engage with you? Uh, a lot of times, you know, it depends. You, a lot of times you're, you're just necessarily, when you're, if you're coming out there and you engage and you just talk. You know, you, you look at the audience and you see someone out there and, you, and or just the people and you, you enjoy them and start talking about, hey, you know what I did this morning before I came in here, before I started singing all these songs and stuff. Man, I told you I got a phone call 
And it came from the IRS. They just told me that, you know, you got to back pay $3,000. You know what I mean? So I'm feeling kind of funny. I'm a, I think I'm going to sing this song about that right now. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> or, <laughs> or you might just turn around and be talking about, yeah, I was, um, you know, I was, you know, I was having a conversation and someone asked me a certain question and then they didn't really understand what I was trying to get at. And, it turned into this and it turned into that, you know. So I actually want to bring out this about complications. There's a song about complications. You know what I mean? Because we all been through it. Our wishy-washy people. You know, you might be like, well, I'm about to talk about wishy-washy people. My brother wrote this song. It's about wishy-washy people. I think. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Shout out to Hershey the Game. Shout out to Hershey Uh-oh. game, but uh, that's my Uh-oh. brother. But yeah, like uh-huh. I said, you know, I feel like him some days, and we all feel like that. You know what I mean? You get that call, that wish you watch your yep. person, you know. So yep. we we're all there. We all been there. So, so I try to engage with them and let them know that you're a real person. And, you know, don't get caught up into yeah. You know, he's on stage and he's singing. I'm a real person. You meet me on the street or anywhere, we would have a normal conversation, a cup of coffee, or chat it up just like anyone else would. I mean, that's the type mm-hmm. of person I've been. I've been taught that I had those norms that were put in me, you know. You know, 